Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, y'all, let's do it. We are in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Great to have everybody on today as we uh, we do what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. And um, we've been uh, getting a lot out of 2 Corinthians. Man, it's been solid. It's almost like it's inspired or something. <laughs> it's so good. It's almost like it's inspired or something. You know what I mean? Of course it is. The word of God. Come on. Come on, somebody. All right. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Let's do it. Therefore, since we have these promises, remember Paul's, at the end of chapter six, he's trying to encourage them to, um, you know, stop partaking and try stop trying to get as close to the wall as you can get. Do away with the the stop going to the temple, man. Stop going to Aphrodite's temple. Stop acting crazy. Just therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body. Turn down my music a little bit. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. That's one that you can just, that's when you can just uh, let simmer a minute. You just kind of let resonate, read it over and over. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So he talks about some things to take away, like purifying. Take away those things out of our lives that contaminate. Could be thoughts, actions, behaviors, relationships. I don't know. I'm just saying. That are just not good. Not good for our body and spirit. Maybe they maybe there's some relationships or some uh, things we do, things we think, thought patterns that um Contaminate our body, contaminate our spirit. We got to get rid of that. Oh, this week, this weekend, start a new series, Bayside. Winning the War on Your Mind, based on Craig Rochelle's book by the same title. Four-week series, starting this weekend. How many of you got battles you need to win in your mind? All right, then you human. <laughs> then then you're human. This four, four weeks, man, don't, don't miss one. You can't be here live in person. Check it out online. But that's kind of right along with that, man. You got to what? Purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit. And then that's that's the negative. Take, take those things out that contaminate. And the positive is perfecting in holiness. So this is what you do do. Perfect in holiness out of reverence for God. Um... Verse two, make room and make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. Um, Corinthians were always kind of 
giving Paul a hard time. And remember that Paul is part of what Paul is doing is he's, he's receiving an offering for the Jerusalem church, the believers in Jerusalem who are in uh, during experiencing a time of famine, poverty. And so he's one of the things he and the apostles are doing is collecting resources to help encourage the church. And he's like, look, we have we've been we've been up and up, man. We ain't did anything below shady. I do not say this to condemn you. I have said this, I have said before that you have such a place in our hearts that we would live or die with you. We ride or die with you, man. Ride or die. I have spoken to you with great frankness. I take great pride in you. I am greatly encouraged in all our troubles. My joy knows no bounds. Just reaffirming his love for him. You know, I love you, man. I love you, bro. I love you. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to tell us, I love you, man. I love you, bro. Come on. You know that. All y'all, all y'all, all, all my all my morning Bible study people. I love y'all. You gotta know that. Verse five. For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were har harassed at every turn. It was hard, man. Some of you feel like you're being harassed at every turn. Paul, Paul know you. Paul knows what you're feeling. I mean, I feel like I'm harassed at every turn. I, man, I'll tell you what. Yesterday I was just kind of like, got some friends. We got a friend in the hospital with COVID. Uh, probably no 15, 12, 15 families dealing with COVID. Um, some other people who were struggling with different things. And man, I'll tell you, it, it kind of took the wind out of me yesterday. I was just kind of sad. I was just kind of sad. And, uh, you know, it happens, man. You know, it's like it's when you when you when you're in a season like we're in, it's just relentless. You know, relentless. It seems like relentless concerning information, right? So you're, you know, and so you you get you get just wore down. We were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside, fears within. Come on, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Conflicts on the outside, all kind of craziness going on outside. You got, you know, you ain't got to rehearse at all, you know. You got fights and, and people griping and angry and mad and, you know, stubborn and whatever else on, on the outside. And then on the inside, you got fears, you worried, man. You hear about a friend that's in the hospital, you worried. You worry about it. An elderly person who gets COVID, you worried. You get worried. You get fear on the inside. It ain't fake. That's real. Paul says, that's what we feeling. He said, that was Paul's ministry, right? But look, 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 look. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. But we came into Macedonia. We had no rest because we can't sleep. We worried. We were harassed on every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. But God, look, it always gets good after that. But God, but God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us. Thank you, Jesus. 
Come on. We got help, man. We got help. When you're having a down day like I had yesterday, when you when you're struggling, when you just feel like I don't want to hear, I, I don't want to hear anymore. I just want to, I just want to zone it out. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to answer another email. I don't want to take another text message. I don't want to take another call. I can't. I can't. Because I'm I got there's conflicts on the outside and fears on the inside. But look, we ain't alone. But God. But God who comforts the downcast, that's that's me yesterday. Maybe that's you today. It might be you tomorrow. And he comforted us by he didn't bring sin. He didn't send no Titus. He just comforted me. You know, I don't even know who Titus is. I never met Titus. I don't even, right now, I do know one Titus, but he, he ain't nowhere near me. But anyway, that's what, look, you know what happens though? Mm. God comforted us by coming of Titus. You know what happened? Look, 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 look. Sometimes when you pray for help, God sends a friend. Sometimes we look for like, you know, when we're downcast, I was, and I was discouraged. You know what people do? We know what God does? We ask we ask God for help. He'll send a friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm fortunate, man. I, I work with some people who are awesome. They make me laugh. They love God. They encourage me. And so, you know, when I'm discouraged, I'm around people that lift me up. Got a wife that's awesome. Lifts me up. Sometimes when you pray for help, God sends a friend. That's what he do. That's what he does. I know that's bad English. That's what he do. I know it's bad. It's all right. It's all right, though. And not only this, by his coming, but also by the by the comfort you had given him. Remember Titus. Remember the story, right? So Paul uh, was at Corinth. That meeting didn't go so well. On his way to Macedonia, he stopped at Corinth. That meeting didn't go so well. Uh, and so on his way back, his, his original intention was to go back to Corinth on the way back because the first went, visit went so sour. He like, uh-uh, I ain't going back, but I'm going to send him a letter, a sorrowful letter. And so he sent him a letter uh, with Titus. <laughs> Say, Titus, you go. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And people, I'm going to snap. So I'm just going to send you, Titus, with a letter. You send it to him. Well, when Titus came back after he went and gave him a good report, oh, it's some, it's some progress. Little progress. I'm seeing a little glimmer, little light at the end of the tunnel with these crazy people. Uh, yeah, so he told us about your longing for me, your deep sorrow, your ardent concern for me, so that my joy was greater than ever. You know, man, look, sometimes, look, what you know what Paul's saying right here? Man, I just need to know you cared, man. There is no shame in that, people. You know, sometimes maybe maybe that's what you're feeling today. You're like, I just need to know somebody cares. Like, that, you have, that somebody got concern for me. I'm not talking about being a victim all the time. Look, 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 look. If that's you, I'm not talking to you right now. If you do, if you do, if you do the consummate, constant victim, I'm not talking to you. Because you don't need, you need a different word. <laughs> what I am talking to, who I am talking to, is just a normal person. Has its ups and downs. Maybe that's you today. You just need to know somebody cares. You just need to know that, hey, somebody cares about me. Somebody sees me. That's what Paul's saying. He's like, man, I had I had conflicts on the outside, fears within. I just needed I just needed to know that you guys cared. 
So when I found out you cared, you had a care, it gave me great joy. That's why sometimes when you get a note from somebody, it says, man, I, I bet you, I bet you, that's been a, I bet it's been a rough season for you. I'm praying for you. Mm. It's, every, it's everything, man. That's everything. So maybe you need to receive that today. I want you to know we care. Whatever you're going through, all that you've gone through, we care. God cares. Now, maybe there's somebody you need to reach out to and let them know, hey, you know what? I bet I bet that was a hard season for you. I bet you've been going through. I bet you've I bet you've taken a lot. You've been hit a lot lately. I want you to know. I care about you. I can't fix your issue. I can't solve your problem, but I care about you. Boom. Hey, that's game changer, man. That keeps somebody in the game. Verse eight. Even if I caused you sorrow by not, so Maripalta wrote that letter because he didn't want to go back. He's going to snap. So he sent him a letter. It wasn't a very nice letter. He was peaced. That's Greek for angry. <laughs> ah, peaced is great Greek for angry. Very angry. Uh, uh. So even if I caused you sorrow by my letter, I sent you my letter. I was angry. I do not regret it. I did. I did not. I do not regret. I don't, I don't regret sending the letter. It needed to be said, uh, though I did regret it. You know, I was like, oh, you know, you send it. You're like, I know I need to send it, but I didn't kind of step back a second. I see that my letter hurt you. I regret that it hurt you. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I regret that. I don't regret that I sent the letter. I regret that it hurt you. But only for a little while. You only hurt for a little, for a little half a minute. Yet now, I'm happy. Not because you were made sorrow sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. You know what? That's one of those things where it's like. Um, Paul's like, you know, it was hard for me to give that feedback to you. It was hard. And I, I didn't enjoy having to deliver that information to you. I know it hurt you. Uh, I'm not sure how I could have given it to you any other way without it. I, you know, there's some things you have to tell people. There's really no great way to tell them. It's going to hurt them. You know, sometimes you got to give feedback to people. You got to confront things or you got to say things. And there's no way to be honest about the situation without it inflicting a little bit of sorrow. It's going to hurt them. And, and, you know, sometimes when people tell us, we, we and so I wanted to flip that for a second. Sometimes when we're on the receiving end of receiving feedback, you got to realize when someone is going to speak something into us, that is truth that we haven't seen, it's hard for them to do that. And it's probably going to hurt us, but just because it hurts us doesn't mean they're malicious. Right. So we have to say, okay, and there's probably no way, because that's what we do, right? Well, I can't believe they said that. Who are they to tell me anything? They could have found a better way to say that. Well, maybe they could. But I'll tell you something. There's always a better way to say it. <laughs> you know what? There's Sometimes there's no great way to give give a, a tough word. There's, no, there's, not, there's not a perfect way to give hard news. And so... In those moments, we got to say, you know what? And you know what I've learned? Sometimes when I, when I have to deliver hard news, it's like, look, I'm prob- I'll am i start it off this way. I'm probably not going to say this very well. I'm probably not going to say this the way, the best way it could be said. Um, and 
I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say it hurtfully. I'm going to try to say it as, as just as clean as possible. And please know that I'm saying it with compassion and love. And here it is <laughs> because you never can say it perfectly. It's impossible. And when we receive tough, tough information, sometimes don't write it off just because it was not said perfectly or by the perfect person. Because there's no perfect person. And there's no perfect way to say it. That's what Paul's saying about this letter. He's like, I'm glad that you guys received it. That showed a little bit of maturity in the current in the church. They were willing to receive Paul's sort of correction. For you, you so they he, they became sorrowful. For you became sorrowful as God intended. Look, you ever hear people say, God just wants me to ha be happy? No, not always. Not always. God just wants me to be happy. No, no, no. God wants you to be holy. God wants you to be the best version of yourself. God wants you to be whole. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to experience shalom. And sometimes just making you happy ain't going to get you there. So sometimes a little sorrow is more important in the short term than happiness. People say it all the time. And it ain't even true. Ain't even a bit, ain't, ain't even close to true. God just wants me to be happy. No, not if you're living in sin. Mm -mm, he don't want you to be happy. He'd rather you be a little sorrowful for a little while, a little sorrowful, and that'll get you moving towards holiness, which is true health and wholeness. So, for you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. So, it, in the short term, it stung a little bit, what we had to tell you, but in the long run, you better off for it. Verse 10, this, I love this verse. I love this verse. You got to underline this verse. I'm underlining in my new Bible right here. See me underline that in my new Bible. Uh, verse 10, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. There's a difference between, oh, somebody angry. Man, somebody just threw a little angry bubble up there. Hey, ain't even, it's too early to be angry. Be happier. All right. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. So sorrow is a feeling. Repentance is an action, right? Godly sorrow leads to repentance. Godly, a feeling of sorrow, godly, a godly feeling of sorrow will lead to an action, which is repentance. Uh, by contrast, worldly sorrow, a feeling of, oh, I feel bad about that, just brings death, brings condemnation. I feel bad. I feel guilty. I'm terrible. I'm horrible. I'm worthless. No, no, that ain't, that ain't, no, no, that ain't godly. That ain't godly sorrow. Godly sorrow is like, man, I'm grieved that I did that. I'm grieved that I said that. I'm grieved that I behaved that way, that I treated that person that way, that I did that to God. I feel, I feel bad about that sorrow. That leads to what? A, a change, an action. Repentance isn't a feeling. Repentance is an action. Some people come to the altar crying, which is great. I've done it many times, but that's not repentance. That's sorrow. And only time will tell whether it was godly sorrow or worldly sorrow. Because godly sorrow leads to repentance. Worldly sorrows just can continue with repeated trips to the altar to cry. <laughs> All right. Um, 
see what the see what this godly sorrow has produced. Now Paul's just going to list some some uh, some fruit that have come from sorrow. Their, their godly sorrow produced some fruit. Watch this. This godly sorrow is producing you. What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. All that was spawned by a godly sorrow. So what's to feel bad about that? Why should I regret that my letter brought about that fruit? At every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. Even though I wrote to you, it was neither on account of the one who did the wrong, nor on account of the injured party, but rather that before God, you could see for yourselves how devoted to us you are. By all this, we are encouraged. We're encouraged by all the positive fruit that came out of this letter. That was that 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 uh, evoked some godly sorrow in you. Verse thirteen. In addition. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially decided, just delighted to see how happy Titus, we well, just happy you didn't kill him, to be honest with you. <laughs> when, when he went back there after that first visit, we knew it was kind of heated. The temperature was pretty high. So I'll be honest with you, I was glad he was alive. I just keep it real. Uh, it was a double blessing to see he was actually happy. <laughs> the boy was happy. He was happy because he was alive. And he saw some positive things. He saw some good things. The Corinthians were showing some progress. So we were delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. I had boasted to him about you and you have not embarrassed me. But just as everything we said to you was true, so our boasting about you to Titus was, has proved to be true as well. And his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient, receiving him. With fear and trembling, I am glad I can. I am glad I can have complete confidence in you. Hmm, that is good. And I will make you joy when you we have people in your life that you can have complete confidence in. Man, isn't that, isn't that awesome? And to, and to be that kind of person, that kind of verse sixteen. I'm glad that I can have complete confidence in you. Now I don't know if I don't know if Paul has been a little sarcastic right there because they are kind of up and down, but the reality of that is uh, it's a blessing to have people in our lives that uh, we can have complete confidence in. They're going to do what they say they're going to do. Um, they're going to give it their all. They always got your back. They always beside you. If you need them, you know they're there in a minute. Some joy that brings comes to your heart when you know you're surrounded by people like that. Complete confidence. Mm, it's all the difference, man. It's trust, right? Confidence is trust. I'm confident. I can trust you and your character. I can trust your character. I can trust, trust your competence. It brings you, makes the heart glad. Let's be those kind of people, man. Let's be those kind of people. All right, you guys. Thanks for being on today. Such good stuff in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Tomorrow, we're going to be on the podcast only. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And on Monday, the podcast only. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So the next two episodes will only be on the podcast. So uh, if you are watching on Facebook or, or Instagram, I uh, hope you'll jump over to the uh, podcast so you don't miss any of our readings together. So, all right, you guys, let's do it. It's time to pray. Lord, we uh, thank you so much for your holy word. So much uh, life uh, that it gives to our spirits, to our bodies, to our minds, Lord. Uh, God, we all relate to Paul's words in those seasons where conflicts on the outside, fears within. Uh, but we are thankful that we have you. 
Lord, that comforts us, uh, that gives us encouragement, that sends people into our lives, that make us laugh, that bring life, that bring hope and joy. Lord, that's a blessing we know is from your hand. God, I pray for my friends today, maybe some of whom feel like uh, there's conflicts on the outside, fears within. Lord, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, uh, you would bring gladness and hope and courage and peace. Lord, that you would bring life givers into their lives, not takers, but givers who would pour into them life and hope and joy. Lord, thank you for this community where we gather together and pray and lift you up and share our hearts and lives together. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we even thank you for godly sorrow that leads to repentance that brings salvation. Uh, Lord, we know that sorrow is not fun. By definition, sorrow is sorrowful. <laughs> but we know it also can produce a great work in us, Lord. So um, may, the, may the godly sorrow that you bring into our lives, may it do its perfect work in bringing about repentance that leads to salvation. And Lord, I pray freedom and uh, deliverance from worldly sorrow that just brings death and condemnation, Lord. I pray victory for every single person today not to live under or be beaten up by worldly sorrow, uh, Lord, but that they would live in abundant joy that comes from knowing you and having a, a, uh, a thriving walk uh, in step with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you today. I pray your blessing on each and every person. Go with us in power and strength. Lord, help us to be your hands and feet today for the glory of Jesus in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on tomorrow. Second Corinthians chapter eight on the podcast. Hope you'll be a part of it. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember... God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.